RPG for You and Me presents Neon Heat, a duet actual play podcast using the Savage Worlds rule set in our custom cyber fantasy setting. Thank you for joining us, and welcome back to Caldonix. Previously on Neon Heat, Athena and Roja enter Club Pivo and have a meeting set with Anji, which Roja is barred from entering. Athena enters the lion's den alone and finds Anji to be coy and withholding about many things, but not about the fact that she knows Athena's secret identity. Athena goes with Anji to crash a Wardens of the Called recruitment drive on good faith that Anji will install the augments for the team as repayment. Once there, Athena interrupts the diatribe of Brother Lumen and spurs on a fight that ends with the Parasite's forces bleeding out on the ground, but also leaves Athena disarmed. pickle something i'd like to address uh-huh you remember how last season athena was just trying to like be real cool real chill stay out of the way well she was attempting that but when she got all this purple in her you instructed me to pick out a new hindrance i did you know what that is but i don't think we brought it up as far as the audience is concerned yeah i don't think that that was directly addressed out of character and i just wanted y'all to know She's overconfident now. Athena, upon making her purple pact, took the new major hindrance overconfident, which I think we've seen pop up at a number of different intervals. And I have been, of course, rewarding you behind the scenes with bennies and stuff like that. But this felt like one of those dramatically appropriate moments to address it. Why would Athena go to this second location with this chick she doesn't like or trust with no armor on? Because she's overconfident, baby. There's probably a lot what of reasons. What could go wrong? <laughs> probably a lot of reasons. Probably but a lot sure. of, But that was a, a big reason. So that was part of the price to be paid for power in this circumstance. When you took the superpowers, you took a major hindrance. And I think we saw one of the first occasions where it's seriously bitching the ass. Yep. Good job. Athena, at the end of the previous session, we had just concluded an almost deadly combat. Well, it was deadly for three people. Oh, sure. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a fair point. Deadly, asterisk, not for Athena. Mm -hmm. During which you happened to lose your right arm. Sure did. And then very quickly succumbed to unconsciousness. Oh, yeah. She for sure blacked out almost immediately after she saw her limp arm on the ground. The next several shots we have are Athena drifting in and out of consciousness, seemingly teleporting between locations. Your vision is blurry and intermittent when you are awake. Sounds reach your ears on a spectrum of sharp to muffled and distorted. You first 
feel yourself slumped against an earthy wall, still in this tomb-like meeting place, a blurry shape with purple lights flitting in and out of your sight before everything goes black once again. She's clutching her other arm. When you next blink awake, you feel very heavy, and you find yourself suspended in midair, being slowly tugged upwards against the smooth stone wall of the building that is undoubtedly behind you, before losing consciousness again. Then you feel wind in your face, the cool metal and warm thrum of a quarry-powered hover cycle beneath you as the city rushes by in a blur of lights, and then eventually silence and warmth and stuffy air, and there's a steady tempo beating against your chest. Maybe your heartbeat, maybe music. Your ears regain consciousness before your eyes do. As they want to do. And you can hear the fervent voices of both Anji and Roja speaking, bantering, yelling back and forth until you are able to finally blink your eyes open and find yourself slumped on that comfortable-looking love seat back in Anji's room at Pivo. Athena, maybe one of the first things that catches your attention as you blink back to consciousness is a Cori lava lamp off to a side table. This Cori is the same orange liquid that you've seen in the spire, and the shapes within are distorted, mostly shapeless, and the equally blurry and distorted forms of Anji and Roja materialize back into something more coherent as you regain consciousness. Athena tries to flop over onto her side to stand up. Let's talk about this really quick. Athena blacking out, I think, was appropriate from a roleplay point of view after getting hit with that shock. She's probably very tired in terms of everything she's gone through. Your adventure card, Second Wind, mechanically removed all the wounds you had, so you don't currently have a wound penalty. Not physical wounds. <laughs> but yeah, roll me Vigor. And let's say at minus two, because you literally just lost your arm. Oh, no, bad. Okay. So <laughs> Not going to bother, bother Bunny in that <laughs> sure. one. Sure. So you have a point of fatigue right now, just from everything you've gone through. We can count that as sort of like... So fear tests, if you do a fear test, uh, there's two different kinds of fear tests. One of them is terror, and that's the one that evokes responses from the fear table if you fail the roll. The other one is more just a nauseated illness, like you, you come upon a grisly scene. If you fail your fear test in that case... It, you just feel the fatigue in you, you mm -hmm. know, your weariness at seeing this and the, the toll it takes on you mentally. I think this is kind of like that. You know, gotcha. you, you saw your severed arm on the ground, which probably, there's a word, dissociation, or I don't know that that's wholly appropriate, but... It's probably the closest thing we're going to get. Probably. For right now, you have one point of fatigue. I think you can definitely try to roll over as soon as you begin to move and try to sit up. You feel a very firm weight uh, pushing against your chest keeping you back down mm. and you note that it is one of Roja's vine-like legs protruding from her back and she and Anji are standing several feet from you both in the middle of the room squared off against one another and Roja upon seeing you stir pushes you back with one of her legs. Don't you dare stand up. Oh I, w I wouldn't dream of it. Good. She's still glaring at Anji as she says that but when you respond, she turns back and walks over to you, dressed in the same clothing she was before, casual wear. She's not wearing the mask anymore, obviously, but she takes several soft steps over and then kneels down in front of you, brings around one of her vine-like appendages, and sprouts a small glowing bulb 
on it as she has done in the past for you. And she says, probably looks, but it is sluggish. Follow the light. Mm-hmm. And moves it around for you. She so gives it a shot. She reaches one of her three-fingered hands out, the broad fingers clasping both sides of your face, and just gently turns your head back and forth, trying to get a different view of your eyes, her expression pinched in concentration. Is my head okay? My shoulder doesn't feel okay. As for your head, I suppose that depends on whether you're talking about physically or mentally. Like I said, depends what you're talking about. I'm just trying to get a gauge on your mental awareness right now. Mm, poor. I think she says as her eyes flutter back closed. Don't worry, just relax. And you hear Angie's voice come from behind Rosa. There, you see? She's fine, she's awake. You said that there's nothing else you can do for her here. So, she's conscious. That's a good thing. I don't think Athena recognizes her voice at first, because it's new. That's fair. She perks up and squints in that general direction if things are still looking a bit blobby. Anji's probably easier to see through your blobby hazy, right? (laughs) Because she has uh, faint veins running underneath her synthetic skin. Takes her a couple seconds to chug through that one, but I think she connects the dots. Roja, as she speaks to you, is pretty monotone professionalism taking over here. Athena, can you tell me how old you are? Um... 29. And can you tell me what you had for breakfast this morning? Oh no. I didn't have breakfast. Did I have breakfast? I don't know if I had breakfast. And as you're doing this, she's continuing to look at the stump of your right arm, which has been cauterized relatively uncleanly. Like, it's mm. it's cauterized shut. It's not an open wound, but it's still blackened and uneven. Jaggedy. Yeah, and she's looking at that. And can you tell me what I told you about Anji before we came here? And she sucks. Ruja bobs her head back and forth like, oh, well, not exactly, <laughs> but... It's, but she's a paraphraser in the moment. Sure. And can you tell me... Why, despite that, you chose to leave here with her and leave me behind? She wasn't going to help us. I had to do something. I got to keep people safe. Yes, people. She's venturing a little bit further to poke and prod at the wound and just get a closer look at it. And she says, does people extend to you as well? I wonder. She bites her lip. That's what I thought. We got people out. They were going to get sucked in. They weren't going to let him leave. Well, then at least something good came of this. Pushes herself to her feet, takes a step away, crosses her arms, paces back and forth for a moment before stopping in front of you, arms crossed over her chest. There's nothing much more I can do for you, Athena. I don't know how, I don't know what happened, but the wound has cauterized itself. It needs more attention, but there's not much more I can do in here. Not now. You need a real facility. This triage. Why can I still feel it? What? My hand. It's, um... She takes her large thumb and forefinger, two of her three fingers, and rubs at her temples. I don't know what the scientific term for it is, but it's called a phantom pain. It's common with, um, amputees, those who have lost limbs. It's a psychological component. Where's my arm? Roja 
purses her lips at you and then looks dis- directly over to Anji and awaits an explanation. And Anji says, I brought it back. Um, wrinkles her nose and points off to her mini bar on one side where there's, it looks like there's a long tray of some sort. Mm. And she Is says, it an arm shaped tray? It's long and cylindrical. I asked them for extra ice. And luckily they have it, so I think it's going to be fine for now. Athena throws up on the floor. Uh, Roja's four vine-like legs sprouting from her back push her off the floor and away very quickly. Spider-like. It's not a lot. She hasn't eaten a lot today. She's been on the move. Anji's brow furrows and she purses her lips just says, Ugh. I'll go find something to clean that. Maybe you should. And she says, wiping her mouth. She walks up the short set of stairs and down the hall out of this room, leaving you and Roja to yourselves. Roja maintains a distance. She doesn't come over to try to help you. Stands silent with her arms crossed, maybe not even looking in your direction at this moment. I can probably find my way home from here. What, do you think you're going home? I would like to. I'm sure you would. You know what? You're going to do whatever you want anyway. Why am I even arguing with you? Go home. Say hello to Pavi for me. I'm sure she's going to want to hear the whole story. If you are smart, you would go to a medical center or the spire. But I'm through trying to tell you what to do, Athena. I'm just... I'm tired. I'm tired of being secretive. And I'm tired of trying to help you. And having everything I tell you thrown out the window, for whatever reason, I just, I don't know what I can do anymore. Rosa, she wasn't going to help us. I'm sure she told you that. I... What does it matter if she told you she wasn't going to help us? There's many other ways we could have persuaded her. We could have accosted her. You have no problem doing things outside the law. What would stop you from tracking her down, putting the hut on her? Because hmm? she already knows about me. She knew two years ago. She found out. Didn't tell Pavi. There's a short bark of a laughter, sort of like a, huh. And then she's tonguing her teeth as she thinks. Well, I can't say that surprises me. I'm kind of in a, a blackmail stalemate with that. But I also need her friendly until we get these things installed, because I she can't do a bad job and leave us because we can't find Silas if we don't have these because he's just going to try and break everybody's brains because that's what he does. So I'm just trying to help. There's some sort of adage about good intentions. You keep trying to do things like this all by yourself, Athena. You're going to get yourself killed. I don't... That's not my medical opinion. That just seems to be factual at this point. I... I understand why you do some of the things you do, I suppose. You just want to help people. You want to protect others. You want to take that burden onto yourself. You're so arrogant that you think this is your job, only your job, after you've roped all the rest of us together. You still want to take it all on your own shoulders. Consequences be damned. Well, Roja, there's, you know, a bit of a reason for that. Is because every time I get someone involved, they just get hurt. Let's let's count on 
it would take up one whole of your hands. We got Pavi almost died, Tuka almost died, Isaac almost died. Now he's infected with something. Every person I keep bringing into this gets hurt. So maybe I should just do this alone as much as I can. I could just as easily say that in any of those circumstances, one or both of you might have been dead had the other not been there. There's no point to arguing, because I am not saying there's a perfect solution, Athena. I am saying that in a dangerous line of work like this, you need to build all of the odds in your favor. Everything. If you want to come out on the other side alive, not just being a regulator, that's dangerous enough, but when you involve yourself in such a conspiracy that it looks around every corner, you can't take these chances. You're talking about like the... Like I had a choice. Didn't you? I don't think so. If I would have stayed here, I would have just been... I'm not talking about seven years ago. I'm talking about an hour ago when you chose to leave without any armor and go to somewhere that you knew was going to be dangerous. I'm tired of talking about this. This is how it's been. I can't just switch that off. I'm trying. But all you were still on the island. I still got blown up. So I don't know what you want me to tell you. I don't know what I want you to tell me either, Athena. I want you to be smart. I want you to take care of yourself. I want you to care about what people are telling you when they're trying to help you. I want you to not put yourself into harm's way for something frivolous and stupid like Angie's attention or her help. I don't need her attention. I just need... We, we don't have time to find other people to do this that don't already peripherally know about all this stuff. We can't trust anybody. Yes, all of this conspiracy, the secrecy, the, the sneaking around and the lies and the tangled web of everything going on. I can't keep track of it, Athena. I don't know. <laughs> I assume we're just not supposed to trust anyone now, but I can't live like that. I can't... Go on like this and watching Pavi get dragged right back into one of these death traps. She's lucky she survived the first time. And I can only imagine that's how it's going to go again. How many of us are going to... This time she reaches her hand into that metal tray and pulls up your arm, lifts it by the forearm so you can see your hand poking out, and then just lets it fall again. Is this piece a sacrifice? How many more things? How many more pieces of ourselves, of our sanity, of our minds? For what? That there might be some sort of conspiracy? That your mentor was murdered? Conspiracy or not, there's something that's going to attack the city, and it is attacking the city currently, and we are the only people that know any fucking thing about it, and we've got to help! I'm fine with helping, but I think this has gone on long enough, Athena. We are too few. We are we we don't have enough resources. Silas is gone, maybe even part of the problem. We should talk to Roth. I disagree. I know you do. Why? Because he might be involved in whatever conspiracy was happening? Yeah, it would be really inconvenient if we all just got iced. He basically insinuated that I might have to kill my grandfather if he doesn't start voting right. So, do you think he would give a shit about us? No! Her crossed arms tighten. She looks away from you, frustrated and angry. I don't know. I don't have a better idea. I'm just tired of this. 
I told you this was going to happen, Athena. I told you Anji was like this. I knew something like this would happen. And I let you talk me into this anyway. Drag me down here. I was sitting out there. And she jams a finger out to the main room. For an hour, just waiting. And lo and behold, Anji comes waltzing out. Oh, Roja, I need your help with something. That's pretty good. Shut up. Athena gets her bracer off of her detached arm and snakes it up her other one, not leaving that behind. Roja twitches in surprise as the the ice rattles and rasps against the sheet of metal that comes flying off, moist with the condensation of the ice. I'd apologize, but you don't like it when I do that, it seems. So all I can say is... I'm going to do my very best to be more careful now that I only have one goddamn arm. I don't care for your apologies because I don't think you're going to change anything about your behavior. It's not that you're not sorry and that you don't regret what happened. It's that you're just going to go and do something anyway. So I don't... I don't know, Athena. I think Angie's one of Thalassica's. She works in the underworld. I suppose it wouldn't be too surprising. No. Why don't you go and ask her? Mm. Not Anji, Thalassica. Well, I guess it doesn't matter, since neither of them are probably going to tell you anything. Yeah, might as well just keep my questions to myself. <laughs> Athena, there's a lot going on right now. In the city, in your life, in this mess we found ourselves. I think it's important that you take a step back and strongly consider all options. You can't keep pushing yourself at the rate you've been going. And this is a... I'm sorry this happened to you. I am. Mm. This is not... This is not a small wound you can simply patch up and move on from. This is going to take some adjustment for you. There are options, of course. Prosthesis. Things of that nature. Augmentations. You're linked. There might be other things you can do. I don't know. But it's going to take time. And it's going to be painful and frustrating. And... Well, I guess uh, I can't show you any of that close-up magic I've been working on. She arches an eyebrow at you skeptically. She shakes her head. I have not been doing that. Ah. Sorry, that was a just a, yes. a, a weak, low-tier goof. Yes, the patented Sidera's humor. Is it patented? Is it because it's bad? Yeah, it is. You don't have to answer Scrunches that. Scrunches her face up a little bit. I've given you something for the pain for now, but it will last you long enough to get to an actual medical facility. To have them look at you. Don't waste your time. I won't. What are you going to tell people? How are you going to explain that you've lost your arm? The truth is easiest to keep track of. I mean, this was at fucking Scone alone. I could have just been on a walk. Her brows furrow in confusion. At, at Scone alone? That pastry shop? Yep. Uh, okay. So what are you going to tell them? That you were attacked? That you were mugged? That? No, I'm going to tell them I found a flyer. For this little event, because I saw one, it's just one Angie gave to me to look at. So you're going to leave Angie out of this? Oh, yeah. I see. 
I was just on a walk, stumbled upon this, and figured, ooh, that's a bad thing that's happening. Better stop it. Never off duty. Understood. And the rest, just the same. You were accosted during yep. the meeting. You were attacked. Yeah, I mean, we got eyewitnesses. They didn't know it was me, but word's going to get out regardless. I'd like to be at the front of it. I see. And that you came and talked to me? And that I looked at your arm for you? Um, I mean, I don't really know what you did. I, I mean, it well, just kind of looks luck like it got cauterized. Yeah, good luck explaining that anyway. Yeah. The sword was on fire, kinda. I'm just gonna roll with it. Weird stuff's been happening. Then I'm sure that will be fine. Well, I want to get out of here. So... As do I. Think, uh... Should I burn my arm? I don't want her to make anything with it. I don't know what she can do. I don't know. I mean, you can't put it back on or it'd be on. I can't. There might be others who can. I don't know of any off the top of my head. <sighs> Roja looks back to your arm and then gets a sad expression. Bobby's going to be sad about the tattoo. I'm already pretty sad about it. I'm glad you're alive. Thank you. We don't even need to wait for Anji, do we? Did she grab anything from the place? Did she? Was she gloating about anything? I can't believe the last thing I did with that fucking hand was hold hers. That sucks. That fucking sucks. She's working through that in her brain currently right now. Yeah, Rosa's lip curls in mild disgust, and she says, I don't know if she got anything. She just emerged from the back room and said, I need you to follow me because Athena needs your help. And here we are. Whatever business you want to discuss with her is yours. I'm going to leave. I have a lot to think about. As to what you should do with your arm, I don't know. Destroy it if you want. Seek other options if you want. There's nothing I can do for you. Well, thanks for coming. Sorry. Um, sorry, I'm a bad friend. Might have been downgraded to a, a bad acquaintance. I don't know if I ever quite made it to that cusp. But whatever you decide is... Uh, cool because you deserve uh, better people than me around you so I'm gonna go talk to Anji and uh, make her clean up my vomit and go seek uh, medical attention through all of this Roja is relatively impassive she shakes her head mostly to herself when you're talking about being a bad friend and all that do whatever you want. I'll let Pavi know you're okay if you want me to. That'd be good. I don't know when I'll be back. She nods again, still looking away, and then does look back to you one more time and surveys you and says, Goodbye, Athena. Thanks for everything. You're welcome. And then she turns to leave as she exits the front curtain flaps. You hear... A few words exchanged outside before Anji reappears, holding a towel in one hand and a bundle of paper towels in the other hand. 
And she says, as she clomps down the last few steps back into the main room, she just stands there holding both of them out. Uh, Roja's gone, I guess. Well, um, I'm glad you're okay. Mm-hmm. You I... seem like it. Was hmm. there anything you found? Anything good? Maybe I haven't had a chance to go over anything yet. Well, why don't I take a peek? Because I can't clean much with one arm. Just glaring at her. She has sort of a haughty expression as you say that. Stares in silence before she does walk over and then leans down and starts to wipe up your nasty mess. You're in charge, but that was still my job. So the information is mine. I might share it with you. Might? It seems like there could be a lot we should speak about. Oh, really? Like what? And she's looking down at the mess as she's cleaning. She says, is everyone so crabby when they lose an arm? I wouldn't know. Usually, if I chop someone's arm off, I just kill them. Well, maybe you should have done that a bit faster, and you wouldn't have been in this mess, hmm? She pushes herself up and goes to stand by the bar, tosses the towels on the other side. She turns around and gives you a, a professional smile. Listen, it was a tough fight. I'm shocked that you uh, came out as well as you did after taking hits like that. I'm but very resilient. Offers you a placating, neutral smile. Listen, I took you there, yes. But you were leading. You knew that. You chose to wait and give him the chance to attack. You knew what was happening before that. I had to ensure civilians got out. That's what you do in these situations. Sure, and you do that by standing there and antagonizing them at length? Chopping them off their game. Maybe you should have cut off his arm and killed him instead. Hmm? Pretty... Stupid move, if you ask me, but I was just the tagalong. You're deflecting a lot of responsibility for being so coy, not allowing me to go find armor. My house was across the fucking street. You could have, if you wanted to. Oh, but I was too busy holding your stupid hand. Something you chose to do. Athena stands up and starts to leave. Aren't you forgetting something? Don't think so. Uh, you don't want your arm? That's weird. Why would I want it? I don't they can't know. put it back on. If Roja couldn't do it. Ro your Roja is... <laughs> Roja can do some things, but she's not the end-all be-all. She's one person. We live in a whole city of doctors. You think she's the only one who can do anything? <laughs> Listen. You're obviously not about to kill over anything, so why don't you take a deep breath, and we sit here, and we can talk a little bit. I can answer a couple of questions for you, and then we can figure out uh, where we're going from here. Hmm? What are those questions? What do you think they're going to be? Well, why don't you start asking, and then we can go from there. I've already asked. Well, ask again. What did you find? Oh, that Oh, one. you don't know. She rolls her eyes, reaches behind the bar, pulls out a folder. It looks like she's about to toss it to you and then stops herself and takes a few steps forward and hands it to you. She snatches it. I would like you to make me a research roll. I have a d6 research. <laughs> 10. Okay. 
this folder has only a couple of papers, and the reason I asked for a research role is I'm treating that as your ability to discern what all of this means together. Mm-hmm. There's a short handwritten note that's stuffed in there, and it says, Brother Lumen, now is the time. I've been told the Oculus is absent. Let your light be a beacon and forge the path for your brothers and sisters to follow. If your plan bears fruit, there may be a path forward. That's all the note says. And then it's dash Z. Hmm. Another one of the papers is also handwritten, but it's a different hand. Lines that have been scratched out, erased. Basically, it looks like rough drafts of his speech that he was given there. Gotcha. Then the last page looks like quota numbers or maybe projections or expectations. For, like, attendance? Yeah. That's what it looks like. Pretty bare bones, if you ask me, but what do you think? I think it'll have to do. You ever heard of this Brother Lumen before? No. Well, I guess we won't be hearing from him again. Might hear about him. What do you mean? Just because he's dead didn't doesn't mean he wasn't doing stuff before that's going to pay off down the road. Oh, sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Shakes her head at her. I don't know. You're, you're being very fussy right now. Am I being fussy, Anji? Just a bit. You're a bitch. She shrugs a little bit. Sorry, okay. Listen, this is my job. This is what I do. This is also my job. This is also what I do. Mm. Not quite the same. I don't know. Seems like we're both after the same information. Uh, In this case, that's true. Yes. So, Andre, I'm going to tell you what. Javi's going to get all these little parts set up, and then we're all going to come back here, and you're going to fix my friend's brains. Okay. I don't know when that's going to be, but I would love it if your schedule would be clear. She goes over and wraps up her arm and shreds of her jacket, pulling off ice bits and just flicking them on the floor. She's so angry. <laughs> I'm not always here. If you can send word of when you want to come, I can make sure that I am. Or... That sounds like a fun way to get ambushed. What, do you really think I want to kill you? No, but I'm sure other people do. Well, yes, but this is a pretty secure location. Listen, I dragged you out of there. It pulled you up onto the roof. You're not exactly light, you know. I'm a little lighter. Well, you're not wrong there. If I wanted you dead, if I didn't care, I would have left you there. Then why didn't you? Because I think... Well, because I told you I would help you. Mm -hmm. And because I think we have some common goals that um, we can collaborate on. What do you want to collab on? Killing all these red-eyed things in the city is a good start. Why are you interested in that? Because it's my job. I don't understand what that means. I'm a street sweeper. Okay. I keep the streets clean. I didn't see a broom anywhere. She just waits to see what she'll do. She quirks an eyebrow at you and holds up her right forearm, which then her hand separates into three pieces and the muzzle of this quarry shotgun pokes out. So you're just a neighborhood hitman? Not... (laughs) Yes, but no. I mean, I don't just kill anyone. I'm not like a Pantheon agent or anything. Pantheon agents don't just kill anyone. The point is, Mm -hmm. I I do kill, but not just anyone. And not, you know, 
spur of the moment. I, I kill these red-eyed things, that's what I did. For how long have you been doing this? Well, to be fair, they're not always red. They've been doing this for... Uh, well, it's been really bad for the past two and a half, three years, maybe. But look. for longer than that? I mean, that this is what I've been doing for that time. I you know, do other things, too. So you just, if you find out about someone with these spooky eyes, you just ice them on the spot? I mean, I have to do it not on the spot. It just, it depends. I mean, if I can do it and no one's around and no one's going to find out it was me, then yeah, sure. If it's clean. Why but, are you doing this? Because it's my position and I'm mandated to. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's, it can't be blood loss because apparently I didn't actually lose any, but I'm having some trouble keeping up with what you're saying. All right. I, I realize from your perspective, this is somewhat of a weird breach of trust. So I'm going to go out on a limb and tell you something, and I'm going to hope that you keep this to yourself. I love keeping things to myself. I know I can't, yes. I know I can't control what you do, and you might just say, I don't like Angie, fucker, or whatever. But I do work on behalf of the alloy, the the Arrow Council, as most of you know them. But they're sort of the problem. Uh, the Council has been mostly the same, but also a little different the past couple of years. In demeanor or personnel? A bit of both. I know you can't really wrap your head around this because you're not Arrow, but... What I'm telling you right now is sort of a big no-no. So, very few people know anything about the inner workings of the arrow. I just um, assumed that was by design. It is, yes. For many reasons, I'm sure. So anyway, so you can, probably can't really appreciate how much of a limb I'm... <laughs> limb, right? She flops her. She... Sorry, light, sorry, sorry, sorry. Lightning fucking cracks out her eyes. Okay, bad time. I'm sorry. I just... Point being, this is I'm, what I'm telling you is not many people know. Okay, sorry. Mm -hmm. um, the build-up to this is very tantalizing. Yeah, so I think it's sort of broken into a hierarchy where individuals or agents might have work assigned to them and report back to the alloy, but the alloy itself is self-regulated and makes judgments and rulings and things like that. So most arrow wouldn't notice that anything was different just in their day-to-day -day dealings uh, and I didn't notice at first either actually I didn't notice at all uh, somebody else had to tell me who told you um a friend um mm. sort of mutual friend that you know but you don't know you're gonna want to expand on that I have to know my connections you see I I haven't had a chance to speak with them yet. I have to talk to them first. Yeah, I know. Shakes her head. Okay, listen. So, <laughs> this whole mess that you've gotten yourself into, I don't know everything. Pavi didn't tell me everything, but from what I do know in my own research and what has been passed down to me from my friend, uh, I think we have a lot of common ground and I think we need to pull our resources and work together. Oh, I can't even begin to tell you how much I don't want to do that. 
Ah. Wow, you know, I, I kind of thought that uh, with all these things you're facing, you would sort of be more excited, more happy to have someone say, hey, I know what's going on too, and I want to help you. And now we can team up and uh, go out and kill things together, you know? Did you think it would be that simple? It would be that easy? I feel like it might have been if you didn't lose your arm, but I guess we can't really <laughs> rewind that clock and know for sure, huh? Oh, yeah, maybe not. Listen, I, I get... I'm sorry. I, I've i lost arms before, too. I know it's... I'm sure it is a really big problem for you. Okay, all right. Well, you know, you can get one, too, so... It's not just gonna work right away. I'm well, probably gonna get killed on my way back to the spire. Listen, uh, if if the arm is such a big problem, I can make you one. That that can be my um my apology, and as well as me saying I'm sorry it happened this way. I didn't, of course, want it to be that way, but uh, it's not all Angie's fault either, you know. And I know I called myself Angie in the third person, but everyone likes to point at me and tell me that I'm the bad guy and that uh, I make everything so complicated, but. You know, I put you in the driver's seat, and um, and that's how it shook out. Anji, maybe if people close to you keep getting hurt, maybe you gotta think you're the problem. Yeah, maybe. So I know you're, I know you're a link. You're linked because, uh, well, I just know. Um, because you know, of the lightning. Uh, well, there's that, and you know, I knew Pavi. So yeah. And there's public records, and I know who your family is. And yes. There's a lot of reasons, really. It's not like it's a secret. Sure. Uh, how did you do that? And she points at your shoulder. I didn't think that was something you could do. This? Yeah. I don't know that I did. The sword was really hot. There was like um, there was like a flash of purple light. And then uh, I, there was, was so much happening so quickly. I just... I mean... I've, I've never seen anything like that, so... My lightning's purple, so... I don't know. Maybe it just crackled over it. as a self-defense thing, so I didn't... Bleed out. I don't know, man. Being a Link's weird. Yeah. And, um... <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> as you're saying that, you notice that the pupil of one of her eyes goes from the deep, almost black purple to that same opalescent white. I don't have any weapons on me, Anji. I'm not checking for weapons. I don't know what you can do with that eye. She says, flapping her one remaining hand around. <laughs> uh, In it's... her heart, she's flapping too. <laughs> heart flaps. <laughs> I got the heart flaps. Fuck. <laughs> 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 My heart's a flapping. It's a flapping. Yeah, she says, I'm not looking for weapons, but uh, you still look clean to me. Good? Good? Yeah, I guess so. I don't know what that means. Well, let's put the pieces together, shall we? And she holds up her finger and says, I killed the red-eyed people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I keep scanning you. And she brings up her third finger and just waggles it a little bit. No, that's, that's two. I assumed you could add two things together to get the result. You want to see if I have eyes? Is that what you want to see? Uh, more or less, yes. I mean, just, you know, the infection. The, the traces. The parasite? She purses her lips and thinks about that. In this case, yes, I believe so. That's a moniker that I haven't really heard used until the past couple of weeks. Conveniently, when you showed back up. 
Would you think I'm a parasite? I don't know. I think you showed up out of nowhere. I think your cover story is bullshit. In fact, I know it is. Of course it's bullshit. I'm not a very good liar. That is clear. You should get better at that. There's some days I'm better than others. Sure, like anything else. Yeah, everybody has an off day. Well, I can see why it's harder for you to lie when you've got so many things bottled up. What do you mean? I don't know, you've got a lot of secrets as I understand it. I don't know much about any of them, but uh, I know you've got them. You're safer if you don't know anything. She puts a dainty hand on her chest. Not that I give a shit. You're worried about me. That's I just okay. don't want to tell you. I know. That's okay, that's fine. You get what you need. You can talk to Pavi, she'll help you find parts. And then uh, you can come back and find me. Or send me a message or something like that. And then we can figure out the time for all of you and your friends to come and uh, get equipped. Hmm? It should just be the two. Roja doesn't want you uh, touching her. That doesn't surprise me, but she's a big girl. She can take care of herself. I think she can just make one on her own. Probably. She's very good. Mm, she smells so nice. You can smell? Sorry, that's a weird question. It's fair. Yes, I can smell. Holds her arms out and does sort of a spin in place and says, Do you like it? What? Uh, me? My body? Everything? You know? You know I'm Arrow, right? Like No, like I got, okay. I got that. Right. Pretty clear. Okay. Why do you care if I like your body? I don't know. I just... I. I think it looks good. I, I have self-esteem too, you know. Self-esteem? Never heard of it. <laughs> I wasn't necessarily fishing for a compliment. I just, you know, it's craftsmanship. So I like to did know. you make it yourself? Mostly, yes. No, improvements over time. I didn't establish this, but her face looks like it did when you first came back. A little Pavi-esque. Yeah, Pavi-adjacent. Maybe her nose is slightly stronger. Roll me a notice. Nope. Okay. I I maybe got a little off track. Why are, why is the Arrow Council having you kill these? It's just a, a mandate that has existed for uh, as long as I know. For all Arrow to on site kill no. these things? No, for sweepers like me. Mm. Of which uh, I don't know how many there are, if any more than me. So it's sounds lonely. Ah, only as lonely as you let it be, you know. It's only one thing I do. I have downtime. I can take my own jobs, you know. <laughs> I'm here at Pivo. I have friends here. You would do very well in Pantheon. She says, looking at the wall, shaking her head <laughs> to herself. Thank you. Um, is that a job offer? I mean, you can apply online. I know. I have friends in it. Oh, yeah? I just haven't done... Listen, I have enough commitments. Mm. For now, you know. Time being. But yes, uh, Might not be a good investment right now. Why do you say that? I'm just not very good at running businesses. From a place I can't run a business. Well, Pantheon sort of seems like it, you know, takes care of itself for the most part. But you would I mean, think. it's your business, I don't know. Mm -hmm. She just looks off with slightly worried eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's doing fine without you, don't worry. I hope my accountant's on top of everything. If there's money to be made, I'm sure they are well incentivized to make it. Alrighty. Well, she takes the notes and folds them up and puts them in her front pocket of her jeans nice and safe. 
Anji wrinkles her nose and looks like she's about to protest. She just looks down at her, very challenging. (laughs) (laughs) Alpha female. A little bit. Roll me an intimidate. Okay. Roll me an intimidate. Four. On nuts. (laughs) Seems good enough, doesn't it? Yeah, she, uh... (laughs) You glare down at her and she opens her mouth as though she's about to speak and her open mouth turns into a smile and then she just closes her mouth and is just looking up at you with that puckered smile. Anji, I will slap you with my disembodied hand, I swear to God. I'm leaving. That's a weird way to say goodbye. Farewell, I'm gone! She says, while clomping up the stairs. She hasn't walked a lot. Sure. Are you taking your arm with you? Yeah. Okay. It's wrapped up in her jacket. Okay. Shoulder, just bare to the world. She doesn't know what to do, but she doesn't want to be in there anymore. As you are moving to leave, she says, wait, uh, do you, do you want something to leave? You know, like a... What? What do you mean? I don't know. You're a mess. Look at you. I'm aware... I mean, your clothing, too. Oh, are they? She looks down. She hasn't actually considered yeah, your that. cool red leather jacket obviously is missing one sleeve. <laughs> it's uh, wrapped up her arm in it. It wrapped a, wrapped your so arm in it. she's just got her tank top on now. Well, and the red leather jacket. Now, I guess your tank top were both partially shredded by Brother Lumen's tarantula claws. Oh, jeez. So, yeah, your your outfit is in tatters right now. I, I mean, you're the regulator. If you want to go out like that, that's fine. But uh, if you're... Trying to be inconspicuous and not draw attention to yourself. That's there's probably better ways you could go about doing it. Hmm? Like, <sighs> here, um, and she walks over to one side. Maybe there's an armoire or like a wardrobe. Mm-hmm. One of the walls that she opens and pulls out a stylish-looking jacket. This one's a like electric yellow, just like the streak in her hair. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. So she brings out this yellow jacket, looks at it, and purses her lips, and turns around and holds it out and says. All right, so it's it's kind of ostentatious, but still better than nothing. I will return this. I know you will. I'll look forward to it. She flops her arm on the table and makes a thud. She tries to get it on with one arm. Anji will attempt to... Ah, she says, if she even gets close to her. Yeah, she'll stop. Ah, uh, okay. Message received. Yep. Sorry, I'm a little prickly tonight. I... I get it, um... Not exactly at my best. I'm genuinely sorry that uh, this is how our first meeting went. Not exactly what I imagined, but uh, I mean, kind of is, but kind of isn't. So She's tugging the sleeve on with her teeth, and she's like, how did you think it was going to (laughs) go? I take a penny, I like that. Oh, I don't know. I kind of thought it would be something like this, where you showed up without Pavi asking questions, and then we sat down and talk, and maybe have a few drinks, and see how the night goes. I don't know. But, I mean, this was still fun up until, you know, the grievous bodily harm. Which, again, sorry about that. Uh, but uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you again, so I'll see you next time, I guess. Thank you for the jacket. You're welcome. Something you gotta remember, though, is stuff that's fun for you isn't always fun for everyone else. She leaves on that note. You drop that, and her expression flickers a little bit, but she does not say anything, and you turn to make your way out of the club. 
Where is Athena heading after this? Athena needs to go to the spire and get her life fixed. But also she's really got to talk to Roth about stuff. So she's going directly to the spire from here? Yeah, I think so. It's like the middle of the night, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty late. So if Roth is not there, she'll just leave the notes. If you're going to the spire, is she doing anything medically related up to that point? Probably just need to get her shoulder cleaned up, you know? Going to the spire for that, or is she going to a medical center? She's going to the spire for that. Okay. Because it's a one-stop shop for all your regulator needs. Sure. How do you get there? She was just going to take the highway. With her arm and... It's wrapped up! Who knows what's in that jacket? That's fair. Okay. We get a hunched shot of Athena clutching her arm and her jacket close to her chest as she makes her way back through the crowded club Pivo. The air hazy, murky, the bass line thrumming in the background. Push and pull of bodies against you as you shove your way through the crowd and make your way back up, back into the cool, salty night air of Caldonix. You can certainly find your way to the highway, amble up the stairs. Athena's wicked off balance. Like, she probably looks like she's drunk. Yeah. Yeah. And her hair is short. What is running through Athena's head as she makes this trip? And this trip is probably going to take her like 30 minutes to an hour. So this (sighs) is some downtime for her to really think about what's going on. God, radio static. If you had to pick two thoughts that were most important to her right now, what's going through her head? Ugh, I don't want to go back there. She hopes Pavi's not too angry. Which seems like a silly thing to be thinking as she clutches her own arm. Sure. But it's kind of where she's at. Gotcha. I'll tell you what her third thought is. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Please, God, let Bolt not be on duty. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you gave me that ammunition because (laughs) now I can ensure that he is. (laughs) He's waiting inside the tiniest bright orange elevator that you can possibly imagine. (laughs) Filled with moths. (laughs) Filled with moths just everywhere. You make it to the hub. It's a very short walk from the hub to the spire. Rebexi's at the front desk, and she sees you hobble in. She gives you a friendly wave. She sees that you are, in fact, holding your arm. So Athena has draped the yellow jacket over her shoulder, just the one shoulder, you know, the shoulder without the arm, to distract from the fact that she does not have an arm. Make me a stealth roll here, okay. and we'll see if Rebexi notices. Nine. She got a five, so she Ooh. does not notice. Oh, hello, Athena. Uh, what can I do for you? Hey, Rebexi. Um, is, um, is Roth in? I think so. He might be in the meeting right now, though. Hmm. I can check, um, or if you want to go up and knock on his door, you can do that. I'll just do that. That sounds good. Okay. Did you have a fun night? It's your day off, isn't it? Um, uh, no. Oh, it's not? Or you didn't have a fun night? Both. Oh, um... I'll catch you out later, though. I really have to go see Roth. I'm sorry. Okay. No, it's fine. Goodbye. She waves a shoulder at her. She can't wave her hand. Sure. And you notice that she does still have that same metal flower that you gave her on her desk as, like, a little desk ornament. Friends forever. (laughs) Are you taking the elevator, or are you going to do the stairs? She can't do the stairs right now. She's going to fall down them. Yeah, that's what I'm asking. Her center of gravity is all fucked. I'm going to call for a fear roll here with your claustrophobia in the elevator. So spirit roll, and uh, it does include your fatigue penalty of minus one. Benny, this one time. Well, I'll tell you what, pickle pants. Mm -hmm. That's a crit fail. That's a crit fail. 
I now realize that I've been dealing with fear almost exclusively on the terror table. Like if you see something that terrifies you rather than like a grisly scene. In a normal circumstance, I would say if you would have failed here instead of having you roll on the fear table, I would probably just give you a level of fatigue from having to fight through that. However, however, a crit fail here at a very dramatic time seems appropriate to yo. me. So we're going to roll on the fear table. <laughs> okay. 12. Shaken. The character okay. is shaken. What happens here in the elevator that gets under Athena's skin? It's just taken so damn long. Like, it's just taken, she gotta be in motion, because if she's not in motion, what is she? S standing still? Figuratively. <laughs> gotcha. Makes her a little jittery, and she's remembering some tough times in this elevator. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't want to be in there. Before too long, it does open and allows you to go back out onto the main floor where Roth's office is located. So, for purposes of rolling that, the fear table is really only meant to be rolled during combat, not so much during these downtime situations, but I thought it was thematic to do so. So I you agree. will unshake as you walk to Roth's office. Shakes her head a little bit. Mm -hmm. Clears it. Let's clear that dust. And as it's night, the halls are not as crowded as they could be you clutching your arm bundle. Before long, you find yourself in front of the double doors to Roth's office, the Arbiter himself. Knock, knock. Probably a five-second pause before you hear Roth's gravelly voice from inside say, Yes, what is it? Uh, Sedaris was the report. Oh, come on in then. She does. The inside of Roth's office is wider than the other heads of regulation. The ceiling is a little bit taller. The back wall is still a sheet of glass behind which liquid orange quarry tumbles with green gaseous bubbles and red crystals floating through it. And his trophy cases and pictures adorn other walls. Roth himself is seated behind his overlarge desk, just like the last time you saw him. And standing off to one side is Roja. Oh no. She wrapped me out. Well, when you walk in, Roja is standing with her arms behind her back, off to one side, impassive. Roth pushes himself to his feet, gestures to the chair in front of his desk. She'll just take it. Mm. Probably stumbles a little bit getting to it, but she's trying her best. Sure. Well, Regulator, you, uh, you seem like you've had a rough night. I did. Why don't you tell me about it? She digs out the notes from her jean pocket real quick and flops them on his desk. Arches a brow ridge and reaches forward a very large clawed hand to drag the stack of papers closer and examine them. And, uh, what are these? Um, things I, f I found during my very eventful evening. Uh, there was a bit of, um... A wardens of the called recruitment drive right across the street from my home. Found out about it. Thought I should go check it out. Um, it's just a cult. They were gonna trap people down there. There were 20 people or so, just civilians. They're all angry at the toppers, so they thought, go be angry together. But they, they were just tricked. It's not what it was about. He's nodding. I'm gonna impose your penalty for your <laughs> fear of orange light here as the orange light glints off of his midnight black scales with the gold trim. Well, you are to be commended for your efforts to uh, keep our population safe. I trust you'll file a full report on this. Of course. 
does a quick skim over the papers you've presented here. While he's skimming them, she's flicking eyes to Roja and seeing if she's given her even half the time of day. Roja's eyes remain on Roth. She looked over to you when you entered, but she's not paying you any particular heed at the moment. Sedaris, I can't help but notice you are looking pretty out of sorts here. That's not inaccurate. She doesn't want to offer anything else. Mm -hmm. He nods. You know, Athena, I admire your fervor, your desire to move forward and be active and make a difference. You know, you've only been back a couple of weeks. You've been doing a lot. You've been getting involved in a lot, good or bad. Gotta make up for lost time. I have a lot of it. He nods slowly while looking at you, blinks with his beady red eyes. Despite these setbacks, you are sure you wish to continue, yes? Yes. Well, I've just been having a, an enlightening conversation with your physician here, Inquisitor Naveen. Glances off to the side. What was it that you were just telling me, Inquisitor Naveen? And Roja straightens her back just a little bit and says, I was saying, Arbiter, that I would like to formally withdraw my recommendation that Regulator Sedaris be cleared for active duty. And he looks from Roja back to you and cants his head to one side. And why would that be, Inquisitor Naveen? And she says, Regulator Sedaris has been back mere weeks and has already amassed a number of troubling wounds. She does not appear to value her own safety which points to reckless behavior, which could also endanger the lives of her squadmates or civilians. And Roth is nodding as she's speaking, but he's looking at you. Do you feel this is a fair assessment, Regulator Sedaris? I don't think it fairly represents that when you take this job, you are preparing to take a few licks. He gets a small humored smile at that. I'm not arguing the fact that there can be complications in the line of duty, and uh, I'm certainly not attacking your willingness to put yourself in harm's way for yourself or others. This is a simple matter of stability. And he looks back to Roja again. In the absence of the Oculus's presence to reevaluate Regulator Sedaris's mental state, I also recommend suspension on psychological grounds. It is clear that in the short time the Regulator Sedaris has returned, she has taken a number of egregious risks to herself. My professional recommendation would be suspension with pay and mandatory reevaluation for a period of no shorter than two weeks. Roth looks from her back to you again. Thoughts? My thoughts are that Silas is still missing and we need to find him. And we need as many people in this small field to be able to... She trails off because she doesn't have anything good to say. Mm. Again, I admire your fervor, but... Shakes his head and heaves a sigh. <laughs> I'm inclined to agree with Inquisitor Naveen. If you can't look out for your own safety, we can't expect you to do that for the safety of others either. You've been burning the candle at both ends, and now you're starting to melt. 
Arbor, this is all I got. Mm. He leans forward a little bit and says, Well then, maybe this is a good opportunity to broaden your horizons. To spend a little bit more time thinking about that. Hmm? There's no time to think. The city's falling apart. This happened within weeks. Yes, it's a strange set of circumstances, isn't it? He's giving you a slightly more piercing look as he says that. She's looking at her bundle. What have you, uh, what have you got there, by the way? Oh, you don't want to see. I see. So, just so I understand, you managed to find Inquisitor Naveen, who gave you the once-over and recommended that you seek additional medical attention. And your first instinct was to carry your severed arm directly into my office to give me your report. Is that about right? It's time sensitive. I should say so. You just carrying around like that, it's bound to go bad. Yeah, it probably already is. Probably can't do anything with it. Don't know why I'm carrying it around. Should just toss it in the incinerator. Roja glances over to you with slightly wide eyes. And Roth crooks his head a little bit at that. Inquisitor, thank you for your report. You may continue active duty. I would like to speak with Regulator Sedaris for a bit longer. Roja glances between the two of you. Yes, Arbiter, of course. And then turns slowly and begins to walk towards the exit. Her pace picks up as she gets closer to the door and she disappears. Yeah, she's watching her until she exits her arm over the chair. The door clicks, and there's a very heavy silence sitting in the room with just you and Roth here. He's looking off to the side at a trophy case, perhaps, but it's probably just reflecting them back in it. Roth pushes himself up out of his chair, and there's a leathery slither as his tail scrapes against the floor, and he walks over to that case and stands looking in at one of the pictures. She's, uh... Angry because she cares, you know. She seems, uh, she seems to care a lot, but probably not about me specifically. I'm certainly not the one to say such things, but, uh, she only gets worked up when she's involved or passionate. Maybe your safety is one of those things. Uh, it's probably just the safety of people around me. I don't need people to like me. I just need to be able to do my job. Takes a pointed look at your injury. You two got a little bit more in common than maybe either one of you's comfortable with. You both come from well-off families, got big shoes to fill. Mm. Reaches inside the glass display case, pulls out a small picture frame, and walks back over towards you. She leans forward a little bit. And he'll Despite herself, I think. <laughs> he'll hold it out towards you as he's walking and talking. Her father, Faj, is a genius. Almost single-handedly responsible for Caledonix's boom of self-sustainability. The whole reason we invited Toppers in the first place was because we needed that. And uh, he was in the first wave. He's a good man, and he does good work. And he holds out the picture to you. It's a photograph of four individuals standing side by side. It's Roth, who looks 
almost exactly the same as he does right now, but he's wearing different clothing. There's unmistakably a much younger version of Joel mm -hmm. and a much younger version of Talina Rasmus. Joining them, the fourth person, he's a man with bright chartreuse green hair cut in a flat top style. He's a slim build, standing in a lab coat with sleeves rolled up, a big grin on his face. And from his sepia skin tone, you can probably guess that this is Faj. Mm. But he's standing arm in arm with Joel and Talina. Faj on one end, Talina on one end, Joel in the middle. All three of them, bright smiles. Probably the most jarring is Rasmus, who is much more splayed out and hanging off of them and looks to be mid-laugh. <laughs> She doesn't have the scarring on her face, which also assists in helping her look younger. Roth is standing next to them, but just off to one side, clearly not part of this trio. Roth holds out the picture to you. This was us before, uh, one of the brief expeditions, you know, deeper into the mountain. They mounted a lot of those in decades past when we were still looking for different options. <laughs> Time has a, a way of getting away from you as you get older. <laughs> Seems like it was, well, certainly not yesterday, but easier times in some ways. I don't think Athena's saying anything. She's pretty heavily focused on Joel in the picture, just looking happy. It's clearly him, less wrinkled, less strained. He doesn't have the green tattoos running across his face. He had them when you knew him. Still the same green eyes. His are a deeper shade than Faj's. And Faj is also very clearly an, an Ori man. Gotcha. Matching eyes and hair. Did did anything come of it? The expedition? Anything good? <laughs> <laughs> Ross shakes his head and moves around to slump back into his chair. No, they usually didn't. That was the problem. The further you push into the mountain, the more dangerous it gets, the more liable you are to run into something that wants to eat you or fall down a pit get lost in a labyrinth it just it got to be too much and you never really found anything to make it worth the effort cumulatively you know we occasionally somebody brings something back make a new discovery flora fauna all that stuff but it wasn't sustainable it didn't solve our problems not in the way that uh, Faj did Roja hasn't really talked a lot about her family that don't really surprise me like I said you two got a lot more in common than you might expect. He, uh, she came from a family of expectations. You know, her mother. You know, you ever met Ruka? No. Naveen Ruka. She is a formidable woman. Oh, yeah? Yeah. She was a runner-up to be Kassar years back now. Really? Nods to her. How many second-place finishers can you name? Not too many. Inclines his head. Capable, determined, demanding. It sounds familiar. A home of high expectations, quite a pedigree to live up to. Something about familial pressure, being pushed to enter a specific line of work. Yeah, it sounds quite familiar. He gives you a toothy knowing smile, his massive maw, beady red eyes twinkling just a bit. So like I said, she means well. She's just trying to look out, probably. And given the circumstances, I think she's probably right. I'm not even angry. I'm just tired. She says, leaning forward to very delicately put this special picture on his desk. They look happy. He has another smile. 
happy kids. Too young to know they were in the good old days. As is always the case. Turns back to you. You make any progress on that job I gave you? It did. Oh? He and said. that wasn't important enough to come and tell me, but getting your arm chopped off and tell me about some underground cult just hustling our citizens is more important. Well, the last time I was in here, Zadal was here too, and I didn't know how much you wanted that little mission spread around. That was only yesterday. Sure. He just waves a hand. Doesn't matter. What did you find out? He's been voting based on ideology. He thinks that everybody coming down to the city should be represented, and that includes the toppers. So that's why he's been skewing votes, I guess. This is a lie then, right? That's what he told her to tell Roth. But you know that that's not the real reason. Yeah. So this is a lie. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead and roll me uh, your persuade. This is going to be opposed by... It's going to be opposed by his spirit. Uh, don't forget to add your fatigue penalty and your hindrance penalty. That's a six. A six, okay. Four and a five. Whew. I do have a GM Benny. Benny this. The, literally the exact same thing. Four Ooh. and a five. Okay. There's a, a very low rumble, almost like a diesel engine. And you realize it's coming from his chest. Hmm. Let's out this very low growl as he stomps back across the floor towards his desk. Darius Sedella, believing in ideologies, equal opportunity. I never thought I'd see the day. He likes it well enough sitting up on his high horse. Well, he spent most of his life up on that high horse, so mm. not liable to change. What you're telling me means he is changing. But still from a high horse. I suppose. He rubs his scaly hand against his chin, and there's the rasp of scale on scale as he picks at himself a bit. You know, age and wisdom is something I keep hearing, but don't have a good metric on myself, obviously. <laughs> Here's the thing. With age can come wisdom, sure. But it's only if you got the insight to grow from it. If somebody gets to live protected for most of their life and they never have to test themselves, never grow, never have that fear of loss. Maybe they don't grow that much wiser. Maybe they become less wise because they're so set in their ways. Maybe. I don't care to argue semantics right now. Sidaris, so you've been targeted by these wardens of the cauld. They took a pot shot at you, a couple of them in fact, at the press conference. Yeah. So you're in their sights. Now you busting them on a street level if they can trace it back to you. And I figure they're going to be frothing at the mouth even more. I think it is important for you to take some time. I know we got our differences and I am still suspect about certain things, but you've done a lot of good things too. And I've seen plenty of regulators get burned out in the line of duty. Whether work or... Injuries are just the things they gotta see and do. And you ain't gonna be any good to anyone if you get yourself dead. I can certainly see from that point of view, but it's not like the circumstances are normal. Well, that much is true. That's why I'm willing to bend some rules here and there when it's appropriate. But I am ordering you 
He looks at you and he jams his finger on the desk a couple of times for emphasis. This is an order. You are suspended as of now. Get head on straight. Take some time. I know Silas is... Well, I don't know. But you're going to try to find him like this. You're more than liable to get yourself killed. And that ain't going to help anyone. I can see the sense in that. Well, good. And because you're being targeted by these fanatics, I think it's appropriate that we provide you with an escort, a bodyguard. Oh, are you sure? Quite sure, yes. Don't worry, they're just there to make sure that you don't get mixed up in anything you shouldn't and keep you nice and safe while we work the rest of this out. Who? Well, looks at a clock on his desk. Ah, I didn't have a lot of time to think about it, but I got a couple of ideas. She nods her head, tired at this point. Seems mm. like her fate has all but been like wax stamped shut. Well, before I'm officially suspended, you should know we got a name for the Karnak. His name's Zeev. He um, used to work at the Shard, doing the visual effects, the fog, and whatnot, um, but he dives, scavenges, so could be the Z on that note, taps the letter, but that could also be Zimmy and Krell, so mm. very good Zeeb might have defected we're not sure defected, well I guess we gotta be looking into that now, don't we <laughs> not me no, not you, if I might Offer a recommendation as to how you might invest some of this free time you have. Keep plugging away at your granddaddy. There's something else there. He looks back at you, shakes his head a little bit. If you really want what's best for the city, see through lies. There's something else there. Scratching at his chin again when there's another knock at the door. Yeah, come in. Delegate. Talena Rasmus, head of pacification, opens the door and sticks her head in. Well, goddamn. Rasmus is Yara. She has pale skin, mantis-like legs. Her second set of Yara eyes are red. She wears a sword at her hip and her purple badge of office on one lapel of her armor. Her hair is dark, relatively short-cut, and she has a claw mark over one side of her face, which has put out some of her eyes. Yeah, you wanted to see me... Oh, uh, you, uh, you want me to come back? And he says, no, uh, I think it's important you come in now, actually. This is all related anyway. Athena bites her lip. Rasmus makes her way quickly into the room and over to the desk, utilizing her mantis legs to push herself faster. Looks down to you and says, Sedaris? Oh, you look like shit. Thank you, delegate. Yeah looks back to Roth with surprised and confused eyes. I was just... Uh, well, I sent for Rasmus before you got here while I was talking with Rosia. Talina, Sedaris is going to be taking a leave of absence. Physical and mental health. Still looking off towards the trophy case away from her. She's standing on the other side of the desk. Uh, okay. And she looks down at you and says... Why, what do you call me here for? I was hoping maybe you could speak with her a little bit. You might have some insight could be beneficial for her in these troubling times in her 
specific situation. Athena's brows knit in confusion a little bit. Rasmus's expression is the same, you know, just can feel like I don't know what the hell this guy's talking about. And he says, regardless, Sedaris, uh, I trust you'll be staying at home for the time being. Yeah. So I'll make sure there's someone there first thing tomorrow. You're welcome to uh, remain in the spire to uh, to rest and recuperate if you should so choose. I should probably just get my arm looked at. Yeah, I'd, uh, I'd certainly recommend that. You could see Rex Dune in the uh, supplies, provisions. He's uh, quite an accomplished machinist. He works with a lot of prosthetics. Got one himself. I'm sure he could help you get squared away if that's something you choose to do. That's something that hadn't really occurred to Athena. Hmm. Uh, that he too had a mechanical arm. At that, Rasmus blinks in understanding and looks more directly at you, and she grabs the yellow sleeve and flops it around a little bit. Oh, she says, grimacing up at her for a reaction. Oh, son of a bitch, is that your arm? Are you holding your arm right now, Sedaris? Yes. Oh, God, come with me. Okay. Get up. Don't. You can walk, right? I didn't lose my leg. Yeah, good. It's a good burn. <laughs> Can I have a Benny for that? Thank you. Self-burn. Those, Those are, are rare. rare. Roth says as you're leaving, Two weeks, Sedaris, and then we're gonna get you reevaluated. We'll see. Arbiter, may I make a request about the bodyguard situation? You may. Could it just be someone from my team? Because... Absolutely not. Well, here's my thinking. If I may, we've already had one secret turncoat already. I don't want to invite another one into my home. Mm. He nods to this. I'll consider it. I'd appreciate that. Mm. As you were. She gives him a... Well, she tries to give him a salute, but then she drops her arm. Oh, no. That's oh, not great. Oh, fuck. Sorry. Oh, goodbye. She scoops um, it up and shuffles out the door. I think Roth is just surprised that this happens and doesn't have any response. And Rasmus is there to help you pick it up and then usher you out. And she says, come on. Okay. In the hallway, Rasmus begins to lead you towards the medical wing. You, uh, you tired? You want to walk? You want to? Um, that's usually how I get around. All right, come on. She leads you to the stairs then instead. She's going to do her best. Maybe she's like, ah, oh, it's a bad idea. Come on. And she'll take you to the elevator. But I'm, I'm going to let your previous one ride, so we don't have to address that here. Cool. Ah. Uh, <laughs> shit, so what happened? A big old red glowing sword. Specifically. Hmm. Ah, uh, yeah. So, um, and you're on leave right now? Apparently. It's very good. I mean... Uh, you might not have realized this, but, you know, points up at her face with the claw marks and the put-out eyes. I sort of had, you know, I went through something like this before. What happened? Well, I was, uh, I was trying to take out a perp. It had him cornered. Just me and him. Well, I, it was more than that, but I took him out. She nods, impressed. <laughs> she shrugs. I don't know, there's not much to say. He, uh, got one up on me. 
got his claws on me, raked it down. How much more I could do. Was it hard to adjust? At first, yeah. I, uh, I don't know, it's just... Take this with a grain of salt, because, you know, I, I'm i not going through what you're going, but... It's weird. It's, uh, it's painful to lose a part of yourself like that. To, on reflex, just try to use it. think it's there. For me, it was more... A lot more turning. A lot more turning around, so I better field of view. Depth perception, which... Luckily for me, I was never very good with a gun anyway. So, as long as I'm standing pretty close to somebody, that... Well, that doesn't matter quite as much. Tricks moving a lot, you know, if you bob your head... For me, if I bob my head around, I get different angles and I can see things more easily. But, for you, I don't know. I think you just gotta... You gotta be prepared for the low points. You're gonna have them. Everybody does. It's nothing to be ashamed about. Nothing you can do to stop it, really. You just gotta keep it together, push on, lean on the people you got. It's gonna be transition. But there's people here who can help. What he said about Rex, I know he'd help you. You know, I do have to see Rex anyway, but I think he just wanted to yell at me because I got a hole in my armor. (laughs) I think you probably bought yourself a free pass. I don't. It's a steep price tag, but, you know. It's fucked up, though. I keep thinking I can feel it. I bet I can't, but I do. Mm. I'd add that, too. I'd get these tangles, think I could feel something, or like it was going to magically come back, you know. But it doesn't, so. Duh. It's going to take some getting used to. It's a good thing I have so much free time now. It is. I know it doesn't feel that way now, especially because you probably just want to get right back to it, but you gotta take the time. You gotta... You gotta stay healthy for yourself. I mean, there's no reason I can't look over files. At least. She smiles, and she says, Everyone copes in their own way. I'm sure we can get you doing some desk work at some point, but for right now, find something else to occupy. Oh man, my words per minute just... Got blasted all to shit. Well, it's a good thing we barely have any kind of working computers, huh? Yeah. I mean, Spire's basically the only place in the city where you can find tech that, you know, works okay. Uh, Yes, where I work. (laughs) Well. Shrugs. It hurts. You know, I, uh, I still think you got what it takes to, you know, be, be a pacifier. But, uh, maybe put that on hold for now, too. You gotta learn your limits, you gotta... There's a lot you gotta do. So, maybe refocus your energy. (sighs) Guess I need a hobby. Wish I had one. Well, you got some time to figure that out, huh? Are library cards still free? I hope so. Yeah, as far as I know. I mean, they were... Uh... 30-some years ago? That's probably the last time I was there. Do they expire? Uh, no. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. How am I gonna hold a book open? You guys are walking through hallways again at this point. I'm sure there are plenty of tools you can use for that, or you can just you know use one hand. But what if it's a heavy one? <laughs> it won't be. <laughs> uh, at least you still got a sense of humor. We all gotta cope. Athena, as you're walking with Rasmus, 
your body just starts to feel heavier. Maybe whatever Roja had given you is beginning to wear off at this point. Mm. You can feel that fatigue setting in, and just your bone weariness. There's a dull throb coming from your right shoulder. Her feet are maybe a little clumsier as she's going forward. It's that Atlas-like weight beginning to settle back down. <laughs> she's Atlas, she's Sisyphus. Prometheus. A lot, a lot, <laughs> a lot of yeses. <laughs> a lot of yeses. If you need anything, let me know, but don't get down on yourself. How did you, uh, you said it was from a sword? Yeah. What were you doing? I was just taking a walk. Found a flyer for the wardens. There was a meeting right across the street from my house. Oh, shit. So I went to go take a peek. Oh, you took a peek, they took a swing. I doubt they'll be taking a second swing, if you know what I mean. Puts a hand on your shoulder, gives you a squeeze, that wolfish smile. Good. Maybe they'll think twice next time. They won't. Damn cowards. They're just trying to recruit, you know? Trying to scoop up angry regular folk that don't know what's going on and just, I don't know, brainwashing them. Tried and true tactic. God, people suck. Yeah. Comes to a halt at a medical reception desk on one of the lower floors of the spire. And there's an admin assistant seated behind there who perks up as you two come to a stop. And she says, well, they'll get you sorted here. If you need anything, come find me, okay? Thanks, Rasmus. Sure. Just, uh, don't get dead. Seems like I'll have fewer opportunities to in the, the interim, in the short time. Goodbye. Snorts, shakes her head, and starts to walk away. See ya. Isina turns with a, a half-hearted smile to the reception desk and flops her arm bundle on the counter and just says, I need help. <laughs> <laughs> Athena, as the medical administrator begins to assist you, we speed time up a little bit, and what we see next is either a montage or a short segment of cut-together scenes over the next day, maybe the next couple of days, of Athena beginning to adjust to life, or at least this downtime that has been forced upon her. Given the context of what's just happened and what's changed in Athena's life, many of those scenes are probably going to be the same, so we don't need to cover each individual moment. But I think the the regular items that are going to occur with every one of your friends and loved ones is going to be the shock of seeing Athena with only one arm, asking what happened, getting those details, and then probably expressing both concern and reassurance that, you know, your friends are there to help you. So what do you think a couple of those quick scenes would be? Maybe when Athena goes home for the first time, Pavi is there. So when you see Pavi out on the balcony after getting home, the first thing that you do notice is that the light sky blue tattoo that had run across her cheeks and the bridge of her nose is now a clear white. As she notices motion from inside the apartment and you come out to greet her, she sees that you have lost your arm. Gives you shocked eyes, asks for details, of course, gives you a fierce hug, pulls you in close, and digs her fingers in the back of your head and the hair. She's a little scritch scritch. Her hair is short. She can't wrangle yeah. a big bushy ponytail by herself right now. Sure. You just can't stay out of trouble, can you? I don't seem to be very good at it. 
Well, you're good at a lot of other stuff. I guess it balances out. <laughs> Maybe. I'm sorry about your tattoo. I'm sorry about your arm. Looks nice, though. Thank you. Blinking back tears, probably not with a lot of success, but she's she's not sobbing. They're just silent, wet trails down her cheeks. I was thinking maybe um, you could help me with some designs. I think she pulls out some scrap paper that's all crumpled because she had to wait around the medical wing oh, for a while. Yeah. But she's not a very accomplished artist. Also, I think we might have mentioned this before, but Athena is left-handed. Yes, she is. Okay, so the right Thank arm. God. So right arm is not her dominant arm. Mm -hmm. It is, is her shield arm, though. Correct. Was quite literally. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? <laughs> so you fish this drawing out of your pocket. Yeah, it's crumpled. It's like basically just on a post-it note she found. It's like a bunch of stick figures, or is it just a bunch of arms? It's just a stick figure with like a a chunky, blocky arm because she doesn't know what. <laughs> I think you pull that out, and Pavi just has a. A laugh of relief or, you know, something that's familiar that helps ground her in the situation. And she says, well, you've, uh, you've got a real conceptual talent for coming up with ideas. Thank you. Well, um, yeah, of course I'll help you. I'd love to. You're going to be angry. Uh, you know, whenever you start a sentence that way, I worry. The good news is that... We can definitely count on getting help from Anji. Because she doesn't owe me a leg, but she does owe me an arm. Pavi's eyes widen a bit. Also related, we're never going to scone alone again. E Anji had something to do with this? I kind I wa I wanted to go and I, I wanted to go and see her by myself, kinda. Cause I wanted she's so important to you, and I I just wanted to get an idea of who she is, and I, I certainly did. During this explanation, Pavi gives you surprised eyes and then turns to look out over the city, view overlooking the canal and the market just beyond, and her lips are pursed. I, I see. Thank you for telling me. Was it just curiosity? You just... Why? Why go see her without me? I wanted to get a beat on who she is without other folks around. But it seems like she's a lot of folks all the time, so it doesn't even matter. You know, Athena, it just, it kind of sucks that I love having you back, but it's like we keep talking about it doesn't, it feels like everything hasn't gone back to the way it was and that it can't. And each day it just seems... A little bit more like that. Especially when you go behind my back to find someone that you know was important but painful for me. For what? For why? Why couldn't you have come to me? Why did you have to go behind my back? I didn't want you to have to see her again if it hurt. That's not your decision to make. Feels like you're just living in these secrets now. You never used to be that way. You were open and honest and you were just Athena. That's because I didn't have secrets! I know. And now it's just so tied up with who you are and everything going on. And I know it's not fair of me to complain about that because of everything that you've been through, but... It doesn't... It doesn't... It doesn't matter what I've been through. I just... I keep... I'm just a fuck up. I just keep fucking things up. And I'm very aware of this. I can't... 
I can't just change it on a dime. But it's not about what's fair. That's the whole point. It's not fair of me to be angry when you're doing it for the sake of everyone, but I can't help it. It's just... It sucks being on the receiving end of that. And I... And look at what happened to you. Just because you went and you... How can I not feel like that's at least partly my fault too? Because you felt like you had to go behind my back to protect me. Like you always do. This is nobody's fault but mine. I'm just gonna have to live with it. <sighs> you idiot. Athena's mouth just tugs to one side. Not up, not down, just tugs. <sighs> she takes a few steps over and tries to get a better look at your arm. It's mostly bandaged at this point. Not much to get a good look at. At this point, it's more Pavi busying herself mm -hmm. to try to latch on something familiar where she can feel in control and feel like she's making progress. It looks like it was pretty clean. It shouldn't be too hard to get something workable. That's good. Yeah. Athena, okay. I, I still don't know what to say or how to feel about any of this. It's too much. There's too much happening. But... You're my friend. My best friend. You were, and... You still are in my heart, and I want that, but I just don't... I don't know how to make sense of everything, or how to live this way. Should I move out? Would that be better for you? I'm not asking to put you on the spot, but I want you to, you know, be living your best life, and it probably isn't with me close by. I... I'm sure I could find something. I don't want that. I don't, especially not now. I'm not going to send you off and make you live somewhere else after all this is going on. I, I just don't know, Athena. I don't know how to fix this or what's wrong or anything, but... Oh, you're so good at fixing things, though. Maybe a part of me's mechanical, it'll be easier. This <laughs> part that'll make sense. I'm your friend, Athena, and I care about you. But I need you to trust me, too. I can't have you protecting me, especially when this sort of thing's going to happen. You don't get to decide what's right for me, okay? You don't. If if I'm going to be involved in this, and if, if we're going to figure this out, you need to trust me. And you have to accept that it's dangerous, and if you're taking the danger and you're involving us, then we have to be ready for it, too. And you can't just step in every time something happens. I can't have you get hurt again. Oh, and that's fair, because we get to watch you get hurt. To martyr yourself over some conspiracy. You think that's what Joel would want? Following in his footsteps. Maybe it was. I don't know. He had to pick me for a reason, right? He picked you because you were driven, and you cared. And you were good at what you did. And you better keep doing that. Jabs a finger in your chest. I mean, it wasn't my plan to stop. Good. It's... It'll take time. But you've got options. For for your arm, I mean. Well, and for other stuff, too. Yeah. I'm sorry. I should have 
I should have brought you. That's obviously on me. I just, I've come back, right? And everything's so different and I don't know how anything connects anymore. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to play connect the dots by myself so I don't look more stupid than I already feel. Everything's so different. I don't know. It's a dumb reason. It's a dumb reason. Checks out, though. We'll figure it out. It's only been a month. How much harder could it get? Ooh, don't say that. Don't yeah. say that. I, of course, I'll I'll help with your arm. Of course I will. There's a, a lot of options. She spends a couple of minutes throwing ideas at you to break up the tension or move past the subject for the time being. Right. And her energy level picks up as she moves away from the topic of Anji, but it's also clearly partially a distraction. Right. Roth assigned me a bodyguard, I think. No. Uh, yeah. They don't know who it is. But I asked that it be someone from the team, and now I'm just worried he's gonna send Bolt. I don't think that Roth would send Bolt. He might. He doesn't yeah. like him and get him out of the spire. Well, that's true, but think of it this way. I don't know if Roth actually cares about your safety or not. I don't think he does particularly. So he probably wants to more just keep an eye on you, see what you're doing. You know, if he's sidelining you not to get into trouble, things like that, right? He wouldn't send Bolt for that. He doesn't trust Bolt either. He doesn't like Bolt. I'd think he'd be more inclined to put Bolt into a situation where he'd get himself killed. Well, that's a good point. Although, the rate you're going... Oh. She pokes your shoulder a little bit. Her smile falters for a hot sec, but she replaces it very quickly. Pavi's smile flickers as well. She visibly swallows and then takes a step in and gives you a very soft hug. And she just says, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it like that. No, it's okay. I always kind of thought I'd die on the job, right? Better not. Well, it's not something you want to happen. While that's happening, Tuka scuttles up over the side of the back of the building, lands <laughs> on her feet there. Hey, I'm here. Oh, uh, sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt. Tender moment. Athena just waves her hand over inviting her to the hug. Maybe she doesn't see it at first, and she comes over and joins the hug, and she's on your right side. Yeah. she says, your, your, your arm's off. She's making a duck face, not knowing what to say. Just <laughs> We cut away there as you and Tuka and Pavi begin to speak again. The next morning, there is a firm knock on your door. Athena's in the kitchen being productive, trying to make a sandwich. It's not going well. I think th this would be at normal shift start time, right? Like maybe 7 a.m., 8 a.m., 9, depending on the shift. A so breakfast sandwich then. <laughs> like exactly 8 a.m. when somebody knocks on your door. It's, it's a very sharp, just like knock, knock, knock. She goes to open it. Standing on the other side of the door, your eyes track down immediately to find the small, rotund form of Regulator Lepaco. Mm arms folded over his chest, spider-like legs clacking impatiently on the ground. He looks up at you, his beady little eyes twinkling above his bushy, dirty blonde mustache. Well, fancy meeting you here. Athena shuts the door. Hey, 
slams a hand into it before you can shove up the hallway closed. Hey, come on now. I don't like this any more than you do. Are you sure? I mean, sorta. <laughs> Listen, I'm here to do my job, be professional. I'm just here to make sure that you stay out of trouble and don't get yourself killed, okay? You won't even notice I'm here, promise. Do you want a sandwich? Blinks at you in surprise. Uh, what kind? I haven't decided yet. Then, uh, pending, yes. All right, Thank come you, in. That's, that's very kind of you. Yeah, it's gonna be a little slow going. Scuttles in and says, I mean, I'm more than happy to fix you something if you want, but no, no, I got no, a, no, 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 I got no. a feeling you probably don't want me poking around in your, uh, he glances around and says, affairs? I mean, it's c cabinets, so I don't think it's a problem, but if you want to have a seat. He's already scuttled into the living room and is just looking around at everything. It's a lot of plants. <laughs> Very green. Yeah, have a good interior decorator, you know. Oh, it's fresh, I like it. Not what I would have expected from you, but well, just goes to show. She's scraping knife over a bread with one hand, and it just <laughs> it keeps wiggling the toast because she he doesn't have an anchor point. We get a shot of Athena in her kitchen scraping the knife over toast, making this grating noise, and over your shoulder we can see Lepaco in the background just glancing your general direction, and every time the noise just scrapes it zooms in a little bit closer <laughs> on his face to show him watching you. That's so upsetting. <laughs> She's made a couple sandwiches at this point, but she gives him the worst looking one. But she eats hers in the kitchen, so he doesn't know That's how good fun. hers look. He's polite, you know, he accepts it, takes dainty bites out of it, chews a very long time each time he takes a bite. Good. Brushes his hands off over the plate after each bite, sets it down. After every bite? After, yeah, he's got to put it down. God, he I pick, guess. He picks it up, takes a tiny bite, brushes his hands, puts it back. Athena sits very uncomfortably on her love seat. Smiles pleasantly. D don't mind me. Go about your day. Do your thing. I'm just, I'm just going to be right here. I mean, this is my day. I don't really know what to do. Well, have at it. Yep. I'm going to take a nap. Arches an eyebrow and then looks at his watch. You're assuming I went to sleep. Oh, that's a fair point. Okay, well, uh, I'll be right down here if you need something. Oh, good. Any surprises I should know about? Any uh, visitors, gentlemen callers, things like that? Um, I think it's just me and Pavi. All right. Oh, there's a plant on the patio. It will try to strangle you if you get too close to it, so maybe don't. Guard plant, got it. Thank you. She goes upstairs. She wants to scream into her pillow, but she's not gonna. Do you guys have any magazine subscriptions? I figure they would. What they kind probably... of magazines would you have? Pavi probably has machinist stuff. Yeah, she's probably got something like that. But they probably also have garbage magazines like for reading on the toilet, you know. As you're walking upstairs, you see him pushing aside your stack of magazines looking to see what you have. And then he makes a small oh, noise and pulls one up and flips it open. Which one is it? It's probably something produced by the Novi family, like the Sato Novi. Mm. And it's probably tabloid political, celebrity adjacent stuff. Nice. I bet Bolt's in it. Maybe he's on the cover. Maybe that's why he grabs it. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, Mr. Bolt. Pulls it over, opens it up. As she hears that, she's so close to being up the stairs, and she leans down over the railing and says, Who 
is who's watching Bolt? He turns up at you with the magazine open and he says, oh, he's uh, he's taking some time off right now. You know, he got shot the other day. So sort of playing that up like a big old hero. Gotcha. Well, wounded in the line of duty and all that. Yeah, know how that goes. Good night. Back to looking at the magazine and just calls over shoulder. It's good morning. She doesn't want to disagree <laughs> currently. Sorry. Athena's walking upstairs to take a fucking nap but it occurs to her that she doesn't actually know that Lepaco works for Thalassica like she thinks he probably does with that little hint he dropped, but she wants to, like, double-check on that shit. She closes her door and taps her music player. Hello? Is Lepaco cool? Is he with you? The voice, a minute or two later, drifts from the music box. Eugene can be trusted. He's kept you alive this far. I didn't even realize he had a first name. Did you ever bother to ask? I feel like my silence is more telling than I meant it to be. I didn't. Well, that one's on me. What about Anji? I think she's one of yours. She's not one of mine. Although I am familiar with her. Then who does she work for? She's an independent agent contractor. I believe she has ties and affiliations with the Alloy. They're reclusive and tight-knit. Well, I have no idea who this mutual friend she keeps talking about is. Anji found out that I was up top about two years ago, and someone stopped her from telling anybody. Thought it might have been you, but now I'm a little concerned because that means somebody else knows who I am. And this whole time, there is no visual indicator of Thalassica. The voice is just coming through the music box, but you definitely note there's a bit of an edge to it. That is interesting. I'll look into it. Gosh, I'd appreciate it. For the time being, I wouldn't concern yourself with it. If my feeling is correct, I may need to have words, but you're in no imminent danger. Well, you're better with words than I am. Undoubtedly. Good luck. How are you feeling? How am I feeling? I have been better... Have been better. Your loss is... Not insubstantial. I know it can be difficult. I'm sure you will acclimate. I hope so. There is a time and a place for everything. And right now, you need to get your head on straight. That is what people keep telling me. I think it's on pretty straight. Seems like it's on sideways, because you're only seeing one half of your body. Don't have to be rude. She goes to her bed. She doesn't turn off the music box, because she can just turn it back on. Slightly defeatedly flops face first onto the covers. It wasn't meant as a jab. Merely a reminder for self-reflection. When we find ourselves in the most desperate straits, our judgment can be suspect. Athena, flopped on the bed, remembers something pretty important, and she rolls over, so her face is no longer in the blankets. Can you tell Laverna to just pass stuff along through you? Just tell her I had to go to the surface or something. Can't she? I can't see anybody like this right now. That's for Soroski. Whatever they're doing in the tunnels, I still don't know. But tell her she can start snooping around Troy's apartment, because I don't think it's going to have guards anymore. Maybe there's something about Veli there. I don't know. Good to look into. I will pass along the message. You should take time to get your house in order. 
Just remember, Athena, the world doesn't revolve around you. Just because you're out of action doesn't mean things that are in motion stop. Athena just waves her hand in the air, figuring she'll see it, but not knowing if she actually will. Rest yourself. I'll be in touch. Interspersed through any kind of scene from this point forward, we just get passing glimpses of Lepako walking through the background, or scuttling through the background, just God. peripherally off to one side and everything that you do. You can see Athena getting progressively more and more anxious <laughs> and irritated in each one of these shots. Athena, I think what sticks out to you most about Lepako's presence is that in actuality, you really don't notice it that much. Like, he's hmm. he's pretty good about staying out of your way and not making himself known, visible, or a problem in any way, unless you're directly interacting with him. And on very rare occasions, he might chime into conversations or, or like, pop up out of nowhere. Like, you'll forget that he was there, and then you'll be talking to someone, and then he'll, like, walk by and say something. <sighs> Lean in and say something to then disappear again. He doesn't turn invisible or anything. He's just never where you expect him to be. At a certain point, Athena's getting very tired of feeling like she's being watched. And she would try to sneak out several times, probably before giving up entirely on that. Lepako, despite his aloof nature, is pretty dialed into what you're doing. Yeah. So how are you trying to give Lepako the slip? One time where she's trying to teleport from the top balcony of the second floor onto the plant-filled balcony outside. Mm -hmm. But I think with her center of gravity still fucked up, she ends up teleporting directly into the middle of the living room. <laughs> Lepako is just standing there looking out the window onto the balcony and turns around in surprise to see you there. Well, that's one way to make an entrance. Well, I gotta uh, pra practice, you know. Uh-huh. 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 And she walks well, back up the stairs. <laughs> keep at it. What's the second time? She turns invisible and she's going to the front door just to hopefully sneak out real good, but she- Paco can see you with his heat vision. Damn. Well, she doesn't know that, but she also bumps into a shit ton of plants when she stumbles into them. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so all the leaves off. go. <laughs> And Lepako, again, just leafing through a magazine now, seated on the couch to one side, glances up passingly. Well, there's a real noisy ghost with a, quite a bright heat signature walking around here. That's kind of weird. She cups her hand to her mouth and just goes, ooh, as she makes her way to the kitchen to grab a soda. Sighs, folds another page. <laughs> <laughs> She's never getting out of here. <laughs> Fuck. Is this like the same day or is this... I think it's a different day. Short montage of Athena yeah. trying to escape the apartment. In different clothing. And... <laughs> You're the only one here. There's no one to disguise yourself as. You think very highly of my disguise skills. We get another small scene of you. How do you tell your parents? How do your parents find out? She walks in with a, a jacket draped over her shoulder. I think it's a silent scene. Mm -hmm. But she raises her hand like... No big deal. Just got some news. <laughs> and then she just lays it out for him. Yeah. Maybe it's at their house. Shocked expressions, hands clasped over their mouths. Many hugs, reassurances of their love for you. Their concern for your safety. The only thing we do hear from this scene is, Oh, but Pavi's started working on a really good new one. <laughs> It'll be even better. Everything's gonna be fine. Your father nods emphatically with you, maybe a little too fast. And your mother's smile is soft and reassuring, but there's pain in her eyes. 
your mother more than your father tries to maintain physical contact. No. Athena will allow it because she wants it to. Mm-hmm. She's, she's a very physical person. Yeah. Holds your remaining hand. She warns them both, don't don't go to scone alone. Don't don't you do it. Your father blinks in confusion, but readily nods and agrees to this. She'd also take a hot sec to warn them about the wardens. If you see flyers or posters or anything for the wardens, just take them down. Don't go. It's a bad scene. Yeah, I mean, I'd be inclined to be a bit more in line with their goals if, uh, you know, they didn't try to kill you. Well, and, and it's a cult. And my dad. Well, yeah, that too. But I can, I can definitely get behind uh, Caldonics first. That's uh. Here's the thing: they don't give a shit about Caldonics. I get, I, I understand that, sweetie. I get what you're saying. I'm just saying, it's a shame. Athena nods quietly. Important to note that through any you know montage of moments with people in your life, Roja's not in any of them. Roja is maintaining distance at this time. You also note that Pavi has not gone out of her way to go and contact Roja yet either. Sounds right. So maybe it's been like two or three days at this point of you just being around the house and going about your activities with Lepako in the background. On the third day, maybe. She doesn't think she's in that low that Rasmus was talking about, but she's feeling pretty shitty. Down with Lepako on one of the couches, but rolled over facing the back of the couch, you know what I mean? <laughs> sure, yeah. Mumbles into a pillow. Do you know how to bake? Turns another page. Glopaco has gone through most of the magazines, so we've seen them move from one stack to another stack, slowly evening out. And maybe he's on the last one right now, and it's gardening magazine. Oh. And he's flipping through it more quickly. What are you trying to bake? Cookies. I think I can probably help you with that. I just want to learn. Well, it's pretty easy. You say that. Can you follow instru- Oh. <laughs> You see the issue. Bacon might be hard for you. Well, my dad's a chef, and he's trying to teach me how to cook and stuff, and it just doesn't work, but maybe baking's easier if it's all laid out for me. I've never tried it. A lot of cooking is really just step by step, but, uh, you know, bacon, yeah, it's just, you follow the steps. After a while, you get intuition, you can get a little fancier with it, but... That doesn't seem wise. Well, not at first. Well, for me, I mean... Yeah, no kidding. A couple of shots of you guys in the kitchen and him pointing at a cookbook and gesticulating, trying to help you understand. She's just getting very frustrated and she has chocolate on her face. <laughs> chocolate on her face. We get a quick shot of flour blowing up in a small cloud. It's all over her face and she tries to lick it off. But then like the face when her tongue touches the flour is just, uh, it's just raw regret. We see Lepako over his shoulder, shaking his head a little bit to himself, pinching the bridge of his nose. How good are these cookies? Uh, that's a good question. You want to roll for it? What should I roll for that? So you do a smarts roll. Oh my. Eleven. Oh, wow. You don't know if it's your ability to follow written directions that mm -hmm. are laid out for you or Lepako's expert tutelage of assisting you in following the directions, but these turned out pretty well. Lepako takes a bite, surprise, arches his eyebrows. Not bad, Sedaris. Not bad. See, I'm a smart cookie. <laughs> she says, <laughs> wiggling one before she eats it. It's like one of those yar what you eat situations. Tell a tell cookie it's smart and you eat it and you be smart. Shrugs. <laughs> Athena takes her plate of cookies out onto the patio, eats them <laughs> slightly dejectedly, <laughs> <laughs> just sadly eating balcony cookies. 
crosses her one arm. She can't cross her arms anymore, which is distressing to her. How is she supposed to show people she's upset if she cannot cross her arms? I'm sure her face can do it well enough. You say that, but <laughs> she's not sure right now. After you've been sitting on the balcony eating in silence and solitude for a number of minutes, the sliding door opens with a rasp and Lepako's voice says, Ah, uh, y'all got a visitor? You want me to, uh, send a man? Sure. Who is it? Oh, friend of yours. The, that arrow fellas the doll, think. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Yep. I'll show him in. Thank you. Don't worry, I'm not going anywhere. You hear muffled voices from inside. There's a small metal clinking as he wraps knuckles on the doorframe. She sheepishly looks over because she has not talked to him at all since she lost her arm. Zadal is not dressed for work right now. He's wearing a pair of slacks, a nice button-down shirt, standing casually with hands in his pockets as he normally would be. Uh, hey, I thought I'd stop in and see how you doing. Uh, I'm, I'm doing, I think. Is, is your, how are you doing? Is your arm better? His eyes flick to the plate of emptied cookies <laughs> and he holds up his arm and says, Oh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, easy uh, for me probably because just gotta get it repaired. Pretty, pretty straightforward process. You, um, <clears throat> you want to get out of here? I mean, I know you're sort of off duty, but... Oh, God, I would, I would love to. I'll go get my coat. The last shot we get is Athena grabbing her coat, meeting Zadal back in the living room, tension easing out of his posture, both of them a measure happier, and as you two make to leave through the front door, Lopako falls into step behind you and says, Great, where are we going? Well, howdy, everybody. Just me, little ol' Allie here tonight. The outro we recorded poofed into the ether, so I'm just recording another one right quick just by myself. Just me this week. Thank you for bearing with us on this week off. Hope Absolute Zero treated you well, and if you skipped it, hey, no worries, no troubles. It's all good here, pal. I'd like to say thank you to Crockett and Wave Shaper, as always, for lending us their uh, wonderful atmospheric tunes. You can find Crockett on Twitter at Crockett80s and at Crockett.bandcamp.com. That's Crockett with two T's. Wave Shaper, you can find at WaveShaper underscore SWE on Twitter and at WaveShaper1, the number one, dot bandcamp.com. We'd like to say thank you to all of our patrons, but especially our one very special patron, Michael. Sorry we had to take a week off there, Michael, but glad to get you some new content, and I hope you're doing well. I hope all of you are doing well. My hopes for wellness are not based on Patreon tier. <laughs> God. If you would like to become a patron of our show, you can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash RPG for you and me. Still searchable. Yes, we are. How about that? I'd like to thank the Pinnacle Entertainment Group for the use of their system Savage Worlds. You can find all of their products at peginc.com. You can find us on Twitter at RPG for you and me. You can find me personally on Twitter at you see the hat. 
We don't have a bonus scene this week. However, we do have some outtakes of questionable quality. So let's just jump right into that. Have a good week, you guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. You took a major hindrance, and I think we saw one of the first occasions where it's seriously bitching the ass. Yep. Good job. She barely even has an ass. Eh, she's still got an ass. She's All eight right, pounds so... lighter somewhere. <laughs> did you Google how much does an arm weigh? I didn't. How much does the average human arm weigh? Can I interest you in some close-up magic? I think I just need to stay on task. Okay. I didn't know if it was a thing where you're brain would refresh upon seeing miraculous magics. <laughs> miraculous. Miraculous. I work on behalf of the Arrow Council. She shrugs a little bit. The problem is the council. Which one? The Arrow Council. We should probably have a different name. Should probably, I mean... I'll think of that out of character. <laughs> <laughs> She says, flapping her one remaining hand around. Uh, In her heart, she's flapping too. Heart flaps. <laughs> I got the heart flaps. <laughs> Fuck. My heart's a flapping. Heart's a flapping. Fuck, that's what they mean by lovebirds. My heart's a flapping in my chest. This was like a bad country romance song. We're lovebirds and my heart's a flapping. My heart's a flapping. My heart's a flapping for you. It's beautiful. Thank you. And then Reba starts singing. Like, I love that! Take a He's nodding. I'm gonna impose your penalty for your mm -hmm. fear of orange light here. As the orange light glints off of his midnight black scales with the gold trim. And claustrophobia because his pecs are so big. <laughs> God, Danny DeVito better be Phil. In the live-action remake, uh, I want it so. That would be so I want fucking it good. so bad. You could even just put just his throw head, some fucking horns on just him. Put his head on a CG body. Who gives a fuck? They're gonna do it anyway. They're gonna do it anyway. He's gonna make Phil CG. Just give him Danny DeVito's head. Okay, if you can it's do the that, Detective to, Pikachu, we deserve. Yeah, if you can do that with Genie, you can do it with Phil. This is something that I thought about. What, do you think something happens when one of the tattoos is destroyed? Like, does it lose its color? Does something else happen? Like, I thought maybe it turns white. It turns white. I like that. Which would be very pretty on her. Yeah. But not the color she wants, probably. I mean, this wouldn't happen with every tattoo. No, this is just... just you guys have your special Cory tattoos. They're twinned. Yeah. Reminds me of an Arrested Development. The grade school that they sent Buster to was the Milford Academy where they raised children not to be seen nor heard. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. That's why he blends in so well. God. You can always tell a Milford man. Love every time they mention the Aztec tomb, you just hear that. <laughs> Harry's a pot. <laughs> Harry's a pot. <laughs> Harry Potter is a setting where it's fun and the world building is interesting, but it completely falls apart outside of the scope of Hogwarts. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, it for sure does. To fucking pieces in so it's many different mess. ways. It's such a mess. Fucking time turners exist. Right? Yeah, that's baffling. Okay, all the safe applications of time turners, right? If you're none, none. <laughs> I would say a lot, actually. If really? You're, yeah, if you're willing to entrust a time-turner to a, a school-aged child to go to all of their classes at once and not worried about paradox, how fucking hard would it be to, like, go back in time and, I don't know, check on, like, a murder or something? Be like, hey, 
we have this guy on trial for that. Okay, let's let's just use a time turn and go back and take a quick look. See, huh? See, I've got two explanations. Mm-hmm. One, wizards are dumb as fuck. Uh-huh. Wizards are so goddamn mm-hmm. dumb because like Hermione's the only smart witch ever, probably. Apparently, because she was like, yeah, I went to Muggle school. I know how to add. The only way I'm willing to to let the time turner thing go is if. It seems like it is very limited in scope. Like, you can only go back several hours, right? So that might not be good for, like, extended stuff, but still. I think they let Hermione have one because they're just really irresponsible and bad at teaching. Sure. They should not be in charge of children. Well, except Minerva McGonagall. McGonagall's the one who is... She's pretty good. But she's the one who recommended Hermione get one. But that makes me question her judgment. (laughs) Also, when she, like, approached a horde of ministry officials who were, like, in the process of aggressively trying to detain Hagrid or whatever. She's like, no, no, no. Yeah, she doesn't even come with wand out. She's like, what are you doing? And they're like, <laughs> and she just eats shit. Although, can we respect the fucking balls on Hagrid for just being like, you bitches can't take me. And just like, <laughs> you can't do it. Fisticuffing his way out of the magic police. That's because Hagrid's amazing. Yeah. I get he's got giant blood, so he's like partially magic immune. I get that, and I'm on board, and that's still. why he can do it. But still, Hagrid just punching his way through ours is fantastic. Can I get a Harry Potter AU where Hagrid is an underground street fighter? <laughs> <laughs> have to be a pretty big ring to fit underground. God, I know. <laughs> and that's where earthquakes a, come from. <laughs> giant they could fight a whole clubs. Dragon underground in Gringotts. I think right, they could yeah, figure yeah, out. I know. Hagrid is the only teacher I would trust at Hogwarts with my life. That's a mistake. I don't know. Because he's he's also actively one of the only teachers in canon that regularly endangers his students. Yeah, but they all make it. Frivolously. 